am so excited to be on stage this week. God is doing incredible things. God's doing incredible things. Before we dive into God's word, I mean, we just, I got back from youth retreat two weeks ago, which was incredible. Last week, I got to sit under the the leadership of Pastor Sam. Didn't he do a great job? Oh my goodness. That was the first time I've heard him preach in like five years, and I was just floored. What an amazing man of God, and what an amazing pastor that we have serving our young people. I absolutely, ah, I'm just in awe. Then we got to go skating. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. There are so many cool stories that came out of there. We had one family uh, who are newly from Rwanda, and they went out the Saturday before, bought skates for the first time. It was incredible. And we had some all-stars out there that were, like, no bigger than my shins, and they were just ripping around the rink. Like, it was so impressive. It was so impressive. But here we are today finishing our Love Jesus series, and it has been an incredible time. Worship Sunday is just amazing. This morning, the presence of the Holy Spirit is so evident in this room. And I just want to thank each and every one of you for digging in this morning for what it is that God has prepared for this moment. And today, we're going to be reading from Exodus and reading in the life of Moses. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn there already. Let me just really quickly recap uh, our, our series up until this point as we finish this morning with evidence in actions. We have talked about how when it comes to loving Jesus, that he always goes first. That God always goes first. Not a single one of us in this room initiated our love with God. Isn't that beautiful? That's so amazing. I mean, just take a moment before you leave today and ask someone their story and watch where God shows up in the midst of it. And we could just do that over and over and over again because he always goes first. The Bible tells us that before we were even born, that he was knitting us together. He knows us. And even still, he loves us. Amen? <laughs> so good. Secondly, we have Pastor Lori come, and she talked about how when, we come, when it comes to loving Jesus, we need to love God with everything. And that our relationship with God must be above and before any other love. And then last week, as I already mentioned, Pastor Sam, wow, what a killer. He came up and he talked about how discipline is so important for our lives, but it cannot be above or prioritized beyond our relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Because it's through the Holy Spirit that we have access to the Father. Come on, so good, so good. And so today we're talking about evidence in actions. And this is what we believe. We believe that for love, and specifically in context, our love for Jesus, to become a direction, it must first be accepted as an invitation. We're going to talk about the story of Moses today and what an incredible story he has. From that moment where we realize that his mom has hidden him in, the, in this basket and, and she's so scared for his life and he just so happens to come in contact with the Egyptian's daughter and he's raised in royalty. Even though he is Jewish, he's raised in, in this Egyptian house and, and he's raised in royalty and yet he knows that his people who he really belongs with, they are still in slavery. And so he's asking, you know, where do I stand? Am I with the Egyptians? Am I with the Israelites? Where is it that I'm at? And, and we see through Moses' story that not only is he an amazing man of God, but there's faults in his story too. There's rashness in his decisions. There's uh, Uh, supernatural works that God does through him and the things that he saw God do. 
will take your breath away. But one of my favorite things about Moses is his love for God and his love for people. In Exodus 17, 3-4, it says that the people cried out to Moses, and so Moses prayed to the Lord. This was a man of intercession who saw the needs of those around him and said, I am not enough on my own to carry these burdens. But with God, all things are possible. And through Exodus and Numbers alone, we see over 10 times that specifically Moses is approached by the people and he intercedes on their behalf before God. Why is it important to do this, this, this really quick recap of Moses? Because when we look at biblical characters, when we look at the people that God presents to us, they can seem almost too big to believe, right? Like the things that they've seen, the things that they've done. But the beautiful thing about Moses is he was, he was just a man. He was just a man. And even though his story may look vastly different than ours, the circumstances where God finds him, can be very, very similar. And so just as God is clearly at work in Moses' story, church, God is at work in yours as well. Just as clear as it is that God is at work in the person of Moses, I do not want you to go a second further this morning without realizing that he's at work in your life as well. Exodus 3 verse 1 says this, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Moses, who was a prince in Egypt, an adopted prince, if you don't know the story, he, he watched one day as, as an Egyptian was, was beating an Israelite person. And so in this rash decision of anger, he took that Egyptian's life and was cast out and, and he flew, he, fl- he fled. There it is. He flee. I was looking for it there. He fled for his life. And so he ended up finding this, this amazing community to be a part of. He became a shepherd. And here in Exodus 3.1, we find that Moses is keeping the sheep. Now, you can't smell what that would have been like. But the more that you dig into what a shepherd has to go through, the more you realize it's not that glamorous. This is not some great calling that Moses had stumbled into. He was a shepherd. He was keeping sheep. It was a mundane and ordinary life. Coming from this this crazy story of, of miraculous deliverance to falling from the height of royalty, Moses now finds himself in a mundane and ordinary life, completing day-to-day tasks. Until this point where he comes near the specific mountain of horror of the mountain of God. He's committing ordinary, ordinary de- tasks on an ordinary day. But it was at this time that God chose to step in. Church, can I just let you know that it might be today? It might be today. On the way to your car, after this amazing service, as you're opening the door, probably cleaning it off because of all the beautiful white stuff that's out there, right? It could be today where as you're, you're sitting in your vehicle and you're getting ready to start your car, something that you've done over and over, time and time again, or maybe you'll be waiting at the bus, or maybe it'll be tomorrow as you're preparing a meal, something you've done time and time again, where God says, now. Where God says, now. It's at God's timing and his choosing that our moment of definition can come. Defining moments can't be scheduled. 
but they need to be seized. The next verse, Exodus 2 to 3, says this, And the angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed, only our God. And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great sight, why this bush is not burned. Amidst the ordinary tasks, amidst caring for the sheep, something that Moses had done day after day, year after year, all of a sudden God shows up in a miraculous way, but Moses still has to choose. God shows up in a miraculous way, but Moses still has to choose. Will he simply continue going on in his current direction, or will he stop for a moment and change the entire direction of his life? When God enters into our story, we need to get ready for everything to be disrupted, including the direction of our life. And don't miss this, because in the very next verse, we see that it's Moses' willingness to turn even towards what God is doing, that God identifies that and begins to call him to his purpose. Exodus 3, 4, when the Lord saw that he turned aside, when the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside, he called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. In the law, in the life of Moses, think of everything that's about to take place. All the miracles and, and just the, the crazy times that God would enter in and do the impossible. All the things that we've already described. And yet, this is the key moment in the story of Moses. The key moment in the story of Moses is not the Red Sea. It's not all the things that take place in the desert. The key moment in the story of Moses is that his heart was for God. And he was looking and he was willing to take time out of his day to say, Hey God, this wasn't in the schedule. This wasn't in the plan. I hadn't put aside my 10 minutes this morning and where were you? You didn't speak then. No, it was in the middle of him going about his day-to-day life that God showed up and said, Hey, now's the time. And this paved the path for everything else that we know that would come through Moses' faithfulness, his desire, and, and his willingness to be with God. When the invitation comes, and all that comes after the invitation comes down to this, that Moses turned aside, and God saw that he turned aside to see. See, the temptation in the story is to look at the amazing burning bush and and to see that as the miracle. And I'm not saying it's insignificant, but it's not the central element to the story. The central element to the story is he who created the burning bush. Exodus 3, 5 to 6 says this, Then he said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Thank you, Jesus. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Before God tells Moses his what, he brings him closer to who? Before God tells Moses his what, he draws him deeper into relationship with who? Church, it is our desire as a part of Life Center that we would grow resilient disciples in this room. 
that we would hear testimony of the great things that God is going to use people in this room to do, including just like we heard this morning through the story of Ottawa to Rwanda. God is going to use us to see the extraordinary. But it has very little to do with us and everything to do with him. Our willingness to allow God to disrupt our everyday will, will coincide specifically into what it is that we're going to be able to testify about. God's stepping into this moment where God says, now don't forget where we meet, where you come to meet me. That place is holy ground. Why do we come on Sunday? To hear a really cool guy in a beard talk about God? No. Sorry, I didn't see joke there. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, all right. Cool, 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 cool. It's good to know where we stand. It's good to know. It's good to know. That's not why we come. We come because as we step into this building together, God is with us. Life Center Canada. As we step into this building together, God is with us. And I believe, just like Moses, that he wants to disrupt our day-to-day mundane life. And it may be in that moment where you're walking by your kitchen table and God whispers your name to see if you're listening. It may be in that one moment where all of a sudden, for some reason, a coworker drops something on the ground and you instinctively just bend to pick it up. And in that moment, God says, now. Because he's been preparing their hearts for an act of kindness that would shake them to the core of who they truly are. Fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. Everything in Moses' life, all the miracles that he was about to see, everything hinges on him being hungry enough to tell the sheep, hang on, God's doing something. Hang on, God's doing something. So many times when we talk about evidence and actions, we think of these big moments Our testimonies are these these, these crazy times when God enters in. But when you really trace each and every testimony with God back to its source, it all starts from a willingness to see God, to change your your, your direction, allow Him to disrupt our everyday life. For to Him be the glory, to Him be the honor, all things He has done. We For some reason, in his awe-inspiring decision, we get to share in this. But our evidence and actions when it comes to loving Jesus all boils down to, are we willing to allow him to shake up our everyday life, just like Moses was? Because he has a plan. And he has a purpose. And I believe in the coming season, we're going to watch as he not only spells that out for you, but for us as a church. Because he has called us together to walk in this journey. And so let us worship this morning before we go. To God be the glory.